Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Speak to our hearts like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Second Samuel chapter 6 and verse 20. Second Samuel chapter 6 and verse 20. I want you to understand that the service is from 10 to 12. All right. So you have to push yourself. Because very soon I'm going to start another service from 12 to 2. So if you don't get used to the 10 to 12, you'll mess things up for me. And I don't want anybody to mess anything uh, for me. All right? So uh, make sure that you do your things on time so that by 12 o'clock we are done with the second service. And then I, I done with all of you. I look forward to another group of people from 12 to 2 o'clock. What do you think? Are you not tired of seeing my face? I'm tired of seeing your face. <laughs> Second Samuel chapter 6. So the shorter the service, the better. So that I can deal with seeing you for many years and not seeing new people. Yeah. You can't eat Bora every day like that. Every day Bora. <laughs> I the second Samuel chapter, chapter 6. I think I was talking about witness last week, but I want to I wanna, um, switch it back to what I was doing two weeks ago. I think I was talking about seven things everyone should know about familiarity, isn't it? Good. So, second Samuel, second Samuel chapter 6, verse 20. But said, David went home, isn't it? David went home. Um, so he could ask the Lord to bless his family. But Saul's daughter, remember Saul's daughter? Michal went out and started yelling at him. You were really great today, she said. You acted like a dirty old man. I'm reading from the contemporary English version of the Bible. So maybe I should start. So David went home. Second Samuel chapter um, 6 verse 20. David went home so he could ask the Lord to bless his family. But Saul's daughter Michal went out and started yelling, started yelling, started yelling at him. You were really great today, she said. You were really great today, he said. Do you want to know what she thought he was great about? Is it when you tell somebody, you yell at somebody, or you hurl upon somebody and said you were great. The two doesn't match, isn't it? How can you holler and say you were great? It's, that's what you call sarcasm. 
is sarcastic. Are you there? It is the same way that you don't tell a guy he's beautiful. Guys are not beautiful. Guys are handsome. If you are ever told as a man, a young man, that you are, you are beautiful, you should watch out. Are you with me? <laughs> so how can you yell? How can you shout and say, you are so great today? Let's continue. She said, then she said, you acted like a dirty old man. This is the king. Yeah, she added contemporary English version says, yeah, you acted like a dirty old man. Yes, CV. A, a dirty old man. How can you act, how can you do really great and you call me dirty? Sarcasm. Sarcastic. Right? He says, you acted like a dirty old man dancing half naked in front of your servant of your servant's slave girls. David told her. The Lord didn't choose your father or anyone else in your family to be the leader of his people. The Lord chose me and I was celebrating in honor of him. The Lord chose me and I was celebrating in honor of him. I will show you how great I can be. I will even be disgusted to myself, but those slave girls you talked about will still honor me. Mikal never had children. Mikal never had children. I wish the scriptures were on the screen. I would have showed you something, but let me try. David in, his, in David's response, right? And, and, and I will tell you strictly, this is where my heart is. All right? He says, the Lord didn't choose your father or anyone else in your family to be the leader of his people. Are you there? The Lord did not choose your father. So, remember the, the story about King Saul. How many remember Saul? You know, remember Saul? You know Saul? Who's that? Is that your daddy? You remember Saul? You know Saul? Saul was the first king of Israel. God, the Israelites never had any king. They were a scattered people. And they were living in Egypt. Moses, God chose to take that group of people from Egypt into the promised land. It is the land they occupy now that Gaza, West Bank, Palestinians, Hamas, Hezbollah, that whole thing 
it is still the same place that God took them from Egypt and took them to. Of course, when God took them from Egypt and took them there to the promised land, there were people there. So it is a question of what God is saying and what is real on the ground. Are you with me? So God says that Canaan number two polder is for you. But Canaan number two polder, you have a lot of people living here. How can it be for me? So God says things spiritually that must happen practically. But then in the happening of things practically, there are also things on the ground that you have to conquer or, or, or overpower or overlook or remove. And that's where the challenge comes in. So he took them, Moses took them by the leading of the Lord to the promised land called Canaan. Then when they got there, Bible says that when they, were, when, when they left, they were led during the day by a pillar of cloud. Which means that in front of them, they will see a pillar, a cloud, very thick cloud. And when a cloud starts moving, then they know that it is time to move. So everybody will pack their bags. I mean, you can't be cooking chowmin at that time. Can you imagine? If you're cooking chowmin, you got to stop. And if you want to cook chowmin at the next stop, it means you got to carry your gas and everything. You can't even imagine how alert they had to be when the cloud is moving and they have to move with him. So the day, in the day, the cloud was like, the cloud was God moving with them. And then in the night, if they have to move in, some, some nights they don't sleep. They still have to continue walking. So some nights, God will lead them in a form of a fire. When the fire stops, then they know they have to stop. When the fire moves, they know they have to move. And he took them by that leading into a place called Canaan. The land that flows with milk and honey. When they got there, they were there. The country was divided among all the tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel. And then, they realized that they were the only country without a natural king. So they told someone who was a prophet who was leading them that they want a king. So someone said, what do you mean by you want a king? You are a different group of people. And that's how many of us don't even understand that we are a different group of people. And our things are very, very different. Because they saw other countries with kings and they realized that they, they were strange, they were funny. Be careful when you think that your life is funny and you want to be normal. Should I say it again? If you are going to be a good Christian, you will have to accept your way of life. Your way of life is definitely going to be different from the, the people in your class. But never be forced to comply and be like them. You'll be, you'll be strange, but you have to accept it. If you don't accept it, you'll never do well. So, there's a country here on earth without a physical king. Can you imagine? It's a prophet who leads them. And the prophet will come and say, your king, who is God, says this. And the people say, we wonder, want to see our president also in a four-wheel drive, tinted, with motor, motor, motor riders before him. and everything. We want to feel that. We don't want this king that we can't see. That was their complaint. So God heard it and God told Samuel, choose a king for them. I, there's a guy that I want to be king. And someone said, how can you do that? And God said, don't worry. 
It's, 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 they don't know what they, are, what, they are, what, they are, what they are asking for. I'll give them a king. It's okay. If they don't want me as an invisible supernatural king, it's okay. You see, th- this story has a lot to, to, to share because the things we don't see that are supposed to be for us, we, we ignore it. Because as human beings, we like things that are tangible. That's why you should read the book Cryptocurrency by Prophet Kakra. Working without money. It's not every, every job that you should be paid for. If your head works well. Because the Bible says that labor not to be rich. Labor to be blessed. Money? There's so many scriptures in the Bible about money. You don't want to hear them. So, God chose Saul to be king over Israel. Then just two chapters away, God said, I don't want you anymore. Because he told him to go and do something. When he went, he went to do his own thing. And God said, we can't, see, we can't this relationship can't happen, so it can't work, so. That I, I, I am the one who, these people are my people. I just put you there. And I'm telling you something, you want to do your own thing. So he rejected him. And God chose David. And the choosing of David, if you know the story, is also very interesting because God sent Saul, Samuel, to go to the house of somebody called Jesse. He had a lot of boys, a lot of sons. And the last born is the one that God chose, who is David. When Samuel went into Jesse's house, he went and he told uh, Jesse that, call all your boys. Jesse called all his sons. Then when Samuel saw the first guy, he was called Eliab. Nice, big, tall, nice guy. Beautiful boy. Then someone said to himself, this is the king. God said, no, no, no. no. Man look at the outward, but I look at the heart. That's where that scripture comes from. So then God told someone, the one I'm looking for is not here. So someone asked Jesse, hey, are these all your boys? He said, oh, yeah. There's a little one. He, 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 I have another, but he did fire in the Bagdam. Someone said, Bagdam, I don't care. We will not do anything until he comes. So they sent for David from the Bagdam. It took them hours. I'm sure it's even days. You know how people take their cows to the Bagdam? Fire, fire, fire in the Bagdam. I'm sure sometimes he used to spend the night there in the Bagdam. Then they brought David. When David showed up in the house, God told Samuel, that's the guy. He was the youngest, the, the last, the baby last. We go back to second, where is it? Where were we? Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 20. Let's go there. When David said that, God chose me, that part. Then David returned to bless us. David said, Ah, no. Next one, 21. Yeah. And David said unto Mikael, it was before, because Mikael said, why are you dancing and you are naked and your, your, your clothes is gone, and your boktok was showing and all of that. Why you got to do all of that? You're a big man. You, you disrespectful. You don't respect yourself. So David is saying here that it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father. So that, that's what I'm explaining. So Saul was king, and then Samuel went 
to choose another king. And that choice caused a lot of fights between Samuel and Saul. Between Saul and, and David. But finally, David sat on the throne. That is when he, he did some of these things. So the woman, David's wife, is the, the former king's daughter. And she is the one who is talking to the king, her husband, in such a way. And David is trying to explain that. You see, I was nobody. And, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that we, we hardly recognize where we were and how far God has brought us to be grateful by principle. I'll say it again. It was before the Lord who chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, will I play before the Lord. Do, do, do you see what is happening here? David is making a statement that I don't care who is not happy with me. I don't care who cares I go to shepherd house or good shepherd. I don't care who thinks that. I know, you see, I, I meet people or I hear from people say, oh, my foundation is lighthouse. All the things I've known is from lighthouse. You're not a sponge. If the foundation was so good, why are you going to add something else to it? It means you really don't understand what you are obligated to by principle. And I said earlier in the first service that if you ask me what is my major challenge as a pastor here in this country, I will tell you without thinking that my major challenge is dealing with people who work by their feelings and not by the principle of the word of God. We are a group of feelings people, no principle. What you feel is what you do. There's nothing like, even though I feel I was chosen from nowhere, it's my wife who is talking to me. Maybe she is right. But how can I give my wife right over somebody who chose me from nothing? So I'd rather make my wife angry and vex with me and please the one who chose me from nowhere and put me on such a big seat and made me king. By principle, I would rather respect that one. That's how many of you don't know. That's how many of you don't know what to do. Feelings doesn't last long. Principle lasts forever. We are, we are a group of feelings-oriented people. You don't feel like coming, you don't come. You don't feel like talking, you don't talk. It is, there is nothing like, okay, this is how I feel. But the word of God says, I should not allow this feeling 
to overshadow or, or, or make me make, don't make decisions out of these feelings. Me care about what God said. I feel what I feel and I do what I'm doing. That's our problem in the church. David is saying here that it may be true that I'm dancing as a king and I'm not supposed to dance like that. Because you use a princess. You grew up in the house of a king. You know all that. You cross your teeth and you dot your eyes. You know the, 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 the type of knife to use here and how to use this. You know all of that. Me, I was a bushman. I came from the back down. From the scheme, thank you. <laughs> but there's something that you don't understand. That you, your, your brothers, your father, your father's people, God bypassed all you correct people and chose a Baghdad by a scheme boy to put on the throne as king of such a great people. Then I don't care if I play before him and my book talk shows by principle. I love Bishop Collins. I love Good Shepherd Church. The church has moved to Canaan number two. I don't care. Because I love him, because I love his ministry, I will go to Canaan number two. It's, it's called principle. Oh, I love Bishop. Good Shepherd is my church, but the place for you, you are feeling, you are, you are you're feeling oriented person. And people like that, you cannot be trusted because anytime your feeling changes, Am I talking to somebody this morning? Let us respect certain principles. That to be truthful, some of the things that you've experienced in your life in this ministry, you have not experienced anywhere. Because of that by principle, I will never turn my back on this church. You, you have to begin to, to, to filter things and make them principles of your life. Otherwise, you become somebody who just lives around this world. You cannot, you cannot be trusted anywhere also. Because what you do here, you do it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Your feelings raise up, you, you, you make a decision again. Am I... Am I, am I I'm not a good man. I'm not a good man. Okay, let's see. Let's try it and see. And I'm watching. Time. Time. Time proves a lot of things. Are, are you with me? No, because I'm married in a church, I will never leave the church. Many people don't care. Because my children are in the church and I see how their lives are affected. I won't leave the church. I won't be in the church. You, you hardly find people with principles. That's just bonus. That's the bonus. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about how a wife Talk to a husband like that. 
It's not marriage conference. I'm not doing a convention of marriage. But it is an example to find out why a wife, even though she's the wife of the king, can talk and speak to the, to the king like that. Looking at a Baghdad boy who God passed everybody to go and choose. It tells you that God has his eyes on this Baghdad boy. And therefore, your relationship, your dealing with him, you have to be very careful. So, why do people seem to speak against decent, noble, anointed people without any reservation? I'm trying to diagnose a, diagnose a viral problem, a viral situation. Something that is common. What makes people say, insult a pastor? insult a man of God or what does why does even a wife speak to a husband who chose her brought her to church put a ring on her finger why, why, why does the girl give the man rudeness why why is that now when we talk to you you don't hear that now it looks as if uh, you rather married me not me married you you married me I was a Baghdad boy and just as God chose David and then you came to choose me from the Baghdad as a boy and you put a ring on my finger and you give me your title so I carry a woman name <laughs> well, why, why, why do we get to that face and that's what I'm talking about seven things you should know about family it is called familiarity it is called Familiarity, And we say that familiarity is knowing, the first thing to know is that familiarity means to know someone or something so well. So, so well. And in such a way as to cause you to lose your admiration, respect, and a sense of awe. You should be careful when you get to know somebody so well. Oh, we've been married for 45 years. Hey, be careful. I am sure that 45 years, if I come and ask some questions, all of them will be yes, 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 yes. Because you've been cooking for 42 out of the 45 years. The last three years. You say, you know what, man, let me order something. Go put something on for the fire for your father. You get to know the person so well that you lose respect. I've always said that the people around my father in the ministry, I admire them. Because that great man, to be around him and not be familiar, I think is, is fantastic. 
it is that sense of awe that sometimes in his presence we can't even talk and he wonders why we don't talk and he doesn't like when we don't talk it's common have you not seen that if you're if you're in a meeting with a bishop you don't see anything <laughs> and you have to see your head to say oh you're you not quiet at all you're not a quiet person at all you're not quiet you're not a quiet person at all you are not but it's because there's a certain sense of respect sometimes that you don't want to open your mouth and say the wrong thing and then you know when you say the wrong thing you'll not be left alone at all For that woman to address the king like that, it was because, do do you know what the king paid as a bride price for this woman? I don't, do you remember? I've never seen some yet. In Guyana, people just take, people get children and just sex them, that's all. (laughs) <laughs> there's no testament inside <laughs> neither old or new Javante it's not, it's not what we do here in Guyana you just take somebody get a child and he says juke yeah, yeah, yeah. lush <laughs> yeah The king said, I like you. I'm going to give you my daughter. Princess. She was born in this house as a princess. She's beautiful. But you have to pay the bride price. And the bride price is the is hundred foreskins of the enemy Philistines. And those who know foreskin is a male organ. When you circumcise, there's the part that is cut off David had to go and look for 100 men not men in Israel men on the other side the enemy so you see that the father in law was trying to set you up he was trying to set him up but because God was on his side he was able to present what people could not present and he gave him his, his, his daughter now for all that David has been through to take you he, he, he's dancing before the Lord and the woman insults him. You should see when in a, in a proper environment when a man is dating a woman and she wants, to, she wants him to marry her. Is that not so? Yeah. You dress nice. Anytime you are meeting the man, you dress nice. Hey, spray up, bed, behaving nice all the time, smiling. Ooh, ah, I'm going out. He's speaking out on a date. And then you go on, you, you, nice, nice, nice. But when he marries you, you stop bed. I hear you stop bed. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> 
It's, it's a strategy against being touched in the night. Stabbed. The rudeness. The all kinds of things. Then you ask yourself, has she forgotten that there were other girls in the church? Many girls in the church. Many were called. <laughs> but only you were chosen. When you were called. When you were called. When you were called for the ministry. Yeah. When you were called to serve. Now, I, I'm trying to help you solve a problem because the Bible says in verse 23, is it 22, 23? 20 to 22, something like that. Yeah. No, no. Go back, go back, go back. 23. Because of the woman's behavior towards the anointed king. You see, I saw prophet demonstrated one day on stage. He poured oil on his shirt and he said that when you touch an anointed man, it's not the person you touch. You touch the anointing. It could be your husband. But the anointing doesn't lift off because he's a husband and he's with you. An anointed husband, an anointed pastor is always anointed. So in your dealings with an anointed husband, don't forget that the oil, the Holy Spirit is there before the man himself. So when you attack the man or you touch the man, you are touching the anointing. What did the devil say about um, about um, um, Job? He said, it is because you build a hedge around him. So if you touch the hedge, you've touched something that God has placed. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, they were, they were, they were thrown out of the garden. And the Bible says, cherubims and seraphim angels with flaming swords of fire were put to guard the garden. The things that God has chosen are not without protection and guard. So anybody who throws stones at such a thing, you are throwing stones at against that which the, the Bible says our lives is hidden with Christ in God. So when you throw something at an anointed man, a pastor, it's not the you're, you're throwing against something God has put in place. <laughs> So the Bible says that therefore Michal, the wife, the daughter of Saul, you see, <laughs> look at how she's described here. Auntie Esther, Auntie Baba. <laughs> she was not described as uh, the, 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 the wife. <laughs> That's you got it, right? <laughs> the Bible, from here now, she was demoted, she was removed from her place as a wife. You see, Many people think that the Old Testament is not part of the Bible. No, that, that's how many people think. Many people think that that half of the Bible is useless. It's a New Testament only. No, no, don't be deceived. The Testament is made up of old and new, but there's a Testament. And the Bible says that because of immediately after her statement the bible now refers to her as the daughter of Saul emphasis therefore Michal had no child until the day of the why didn't the bible just go straight forward Michal the daughter of Saul 
Not David's wife. Not the queen. Had no child unto the day of her death. Who gives children? Who gives children? Can David give children? Who gives children? Is it your husband who gives children? It's God who gives children. Not so, sweetie. Yes, God gives children. So it means that what, what, what she did, she spoke against who? So when you get familiar, the things you do against the man of God, the pastor, you are actually doing it against God's representative. So there are consequences. Point number two, and I'm closing. So what's point number one? Seven things everyone should know about familiarity. Familiarity means to know someone or something so well and in such a way as to cause you to lose your admiration, respect, and sense of awe. Number two, familiarity was the cause of Mikhail's barrenness. So some of the bad things that have happened to you the cause is your familiarity. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you have to learn to trace things. Though. You have to learn to, 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 to join puzzles. Connect dots. Connect dots. That your familiarity that caused you to make a statement, that caused you to behave in a certain way, that caused you to do something, that is what has caused and is causing something wrong upon your life. In other words, there's a source, anything that you're going to, there's a source of it. I don't know what is happening to me, you don't know? Think about it, you, you know, you just have forgotten, you know traces of it the bible says that uh, 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 I've forgotten the first part but it says so a curse costless will not come find me that scripture it's in proverbs so as it, as it some, something like a bed or something the swallow or something so a curse costless will not come find that one for me quick quick quick, quick before I close I'm closing Job was going through his suffering was it without a cause God had told Satan you go and try there was a reason behind it will you please find out instead of just blaming everybody around you turn to your neighbor can you please find out and connect the dots where's your neighbor <laughs> are you finding me the scripture I should find it myself who's, who's, who's there Proverbs 26 and verse 2. Good. I have pastors here. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so a, the curse causeless shall not come. It means that the curse will not come if there is not a cause. Things just don't happen. We, are, we don't live in a free world where things just happen. No, no. 
Things happen because of reasons. So be careful when you know somebody so well, so much, so good, to lose your sense of awe, sense of respect, and sense of admiration. Because it puts you in a place for you to behave and say things that will cause your own demise. In our society, people have gotten so used to saying things and going scot-free. You can say anything to your teacher and go scot-free. You can tell your mother anything and go scot-free. You can't do me nothing. You are an idiot. You are ignorant. You can't, maybe the, the person can't do you nothing, but there are principles that are at work. Give it a new living translation, maybe. BB. Give me BB. BB. Bible in basic English. Let me explain this in a minute and we are done. They're trying to work with 12 o'clock, right? As the sparrow in her wandering and the swallow in her flight, so the curse does not come without a cause. But wh- why is he. Why is he talking about the first part? The first part, I want to explain the first part. As the sparrow in her wandering. You see, sparrows don't wander for nothing. <laughs> That's why he's combining the two. Die, die. Hey and the swallow in her flight. These birds don't, don't fly because they're excited. <laughs> you get it, right? They wander and they fly, they, they, they are hunting, they are looking for something. There's no, there's no, no, nobody sitting in their car on a Sunday morning across the river and come this direction for nothing. They are coming to church. You think we are going on a, a joy, joy, joy ride? You do joy ride somewhere else, not, not number two canal. The Bible says, just as the sparrow and the, and, the, and the swallow, they don't wander and fly for nothing. So, a problem on your life is also not there for nothing. So stop looking at people because of what you are going through. Start looking at yourself. Do you have a neighbor? You don't have a neighbor. All right. Stand to your feet, please. My time is up. What a blessing it is to learn to know to understand some of the things that we didn't know and we didn't understand thank you for what you're teaching us you want us to maintain our sense of respect and, and awe 
and not to lose it. Because by the time we realize it is you, we have lost our sense of fear for. Before we realize it is you, we have become so conversant with by coming into your presence that we don't care anymore. Deliver us from familiarity and help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are here, you are not saved, you are not born again. Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You see, God loves you. God wants to be involved in your life. God wants to help you. God wants to guide you. There's no, there's no life here that is not guided that will end up well. There's no life here that if God is not involved. There's no life here if God is not protective of you that you do well in this world. If you are here and you know deep down in your heart that you don't have God in your heart, you don't have God in your life, and that you need God for all the things that comes as a benefit of by God being in your life to be effective and to be alive in your life, you want to take God serious from today. You want to say, Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. If you're here like that, I want to pray with you. All you have to do is just lift up your right hand. And I'll do so. Just your right hand. Bishop, please pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. All the way at the back. God bless you. All right. Pray this prayer with me. If you lifted up your hand. Every eye close. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with all my heart. And I confess with my mouth. That Jesus lived. He died. He was buried. On the third day. He rose from the dead. I received Jesus. As my Lord and my Savior. And I believe my life has changed. I am born again. My name is in the book of life. I am now a child of God. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.